morning. And since it's Wednesday, let's welcome back on the program, Cruz McCalligan. Cruz, morning to you. How are you today? Hello, I'm well, Maureen. How are you this morning? Yes, I'm doing very well, thank you. So what have you got for our listeners today? I fell down a rabbit hole on the internet. So I'm sharing that rabbit hole with our listeners this morning. <laughs> and sure, that rabbit hole sure. was about bodybuilding. Oh, okay. How did you land or how did you even enter this rabbit hole? I think, don't ask, but I was kind of thinking about Arnold Schwarzenegger and thinking, what's he doing these days? Just like one of those random things that comes to you at 8.30 at night. And, and then I remembered, I was like, isn't he like, he was famous for being a bodybuilder for such a long time. And we kind of forget that because then he was, you know, the Terminator and then he was the governor of California. So I was kind of just thinking about that. And I was like, oh my gosh, yes, of course. You know, Arnold Schwarzenegger was kind of very, very famous for being um, a bodybuilder back in the day. That's right. And I was thinking a little bit about it. Um, and then I fell down this rabbit hole and I was like, it's quite a fascinating thing that people get really obsessed with when you're in it. And the more I thought about it, like I have a lot of friends who are into quite extreme exercise. You know, they run very far, they lift heavy things, et cetera, et cetera. But um, bodybuilding, I was curious because I was like, it does seem to be predominantly aesthetic as opposed to performance. You know, like you're not, when you, when you're judged for a bodybuilding competition, you don't have weights on stage with you. It's just you and your incredibly ripped body, right? So I was curious. I was just really curious. Do you know anything about it? Yeah, so um, I I know a few people who are who've entered bodybuilding competitions and one thing that struck me was that before the competition they have to um, dehydrate themselves and they don't drink any water so that their skin appears super super thin um, uh, hence wrapping around the, the muscle to really show the physique and, 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 and the shapes of the, of the muscle. Yes, so we can talk about this a little bit because I kind of thought to myself, I'm like, what are they actually doing and why and what are the judges looking for? Yeah, so what is the meaning this. of all of what this? Is, what is the meaning of all of this? So bodybuilding is the use of progressive resistance exercise to build, control and develop one's muscles. So people who do this are referred to as a bodybuilder. This is different to someone who is doing this kind of work for function, which is like gaining physical strength. That would be powerlifting. Okay, and they're very different. I worked out this out. They're like their own little subcultures. Powerlifters are not bodybuilders. Bodybuilders are not powerlifters. But bodybuilding is primarily aesthetic. So what happens in professional bodybuilding is competitors appear on stage in lineups and perform specified poses for a panel of judges. Now, the judges rank them based on conditioning, muscularity, posing, size, stage presentation, and symmetry. Now, bodybuilders prepare for these competitions, as you said, by eliminating non-essential body fat, which is enhanced at the final stage for a competition of carbohydrate loading and then dehydration, as you said, to achieve that maximum muscle definition and vascularity, you know, with the veins really popping out of their bodies. They also, um, you may have seen on bodybuilding competitions, they get heavily tanned. Oh, as yes, well. yes, that's right. Yes, they put on a, a completely different color than they might usually be. <laughs> and they also shave their bodies to accentuate the contrast of their skin against the stage light. So it's a very specific, 
aesthetic thing. And it requires a lot of time and effort to reach the desired results. So a novice bodybuilder might be able to gain between four to nine kilos of muscle a year if they lift weights for seven hours a week. But this would slow down after the first couple of years and after five years slows down even more. So this is why bodybuilding is also associated with the use of anabolic steroids. Mm. Would you, would you, you've heard of this, right? Yes. As well as people on steroids and these really muscular people on steroids all the time. So it's a really fascinating thing that becomes this idea of like you're really obsessed with what you look like and the details of that muscle definition in your body. Now, if we look at the history of bodybuilding, it's actually not completely out the realm of possibility to realize people have been doing this for quite a long time. If you think about any of those ancient Greek statues of like Heracles or Hercules, right? Oh yeah, they look they, they look kind of ripped as well. They are pretty ripped, you know, um, but of course, um, so there is kind of, there was like a perception and kind of this perfected form. And I'm talking mainly about men. Of course, women can also be bodybuilders. Um, I'm going to talk about that in a minute as well. But there is this really, um, this idea of back in the day, a long time ago, um, people did just lift stones up and down in like Egypt and Greece. Um, and in Western, um, there was Western weightlifting developed in Europe from 1880 to 1953 with strong men who would display their feats of strength. But the focus wasn't on their physique. And they tend actually to be, um, they weren't, they kind of, a lot of them had quite big bellies and fatty limbs compared to bodybuilders today who have a very specific kind of physique we're talking about right mm. so then of course if we look at like early bodybuilders and if you look at any historical pictures it's quite funny they all look a bit weedy compared to the kind of like steroid steroided bodybuilders you might see or the stereotype you might have in your mind um but it was really about that idea of kind of strength now this came about it became very popular in the 1950s and 1960s with the emergence of strength and gymnastics champions and the simultaneous popularization of bodybuilding magazines which would have training ideas nutrition ideas protein food supplements all of the stuff that's now become like its own culture like a total subculture thing mm. that people are talking about right so it's like being in the gym you know what's it called pushing iron that's not the word, is it? What's Some, the phrase, Noreen? Um, pumping iron. Pumping, pumping iron. iron. Pumping yes. iron. There we go. There we go. See, I couldn't even do it because I can't even name it. Mm -hmm. um, but it's it's a very interesting thing, this idea of how people kind of um, gain muscle, gaining huge amounts of muscle. And the attempt to increase muscle mass in someone's body without any gain in fat is called clean bulking. I've just wow. learned all these terminology, okay, oh. clean bulking. So competitive, competitive bodybuilders focus their efforts to achieve a peak appearance during a brief competitive like competition season. So they have like different things that people do and they'll have different kind of uh, diets that go on. Dirty bulking is when the process of eating at massive calorific surplus. Um, and then this is for weightlifters who attempt to gain mass quickly with no aesthetic concerns. But this is not what bodybuilders are about. Bodybuilders are about muscle growth and appearance. It's a very specific look that they're going for. And I just find it so, so interesting. Um, if we go back in history a bit longer, 
they actually found that a history of bodybuilding could be traced back to 11th century India, where men in India were lifting stone weights called nows to build up their health and increase their stamina. But there was no physical display of the body. So again, it's this idea of like, when did it shift into this thing of just being what it really, what it looks like? You know, it's about the appearance of the physique as opposed to the performance. And in my rabbit hole of research, Noreen, I found a very interesting um, blog post from somebody talking about their experiences of being a bodybuilder. And they said they would um, they would train each body part once a week and they would only do two or three exercises for that body part with one set um, being to absolute muscular fatigue. So they would just keep going and going and going until they just could not do it anymore. You know, mm-hmm. and if you've been to a gym... Um, in the last five years, a lot of the time you do sets of exercises. You might lift a weight 10 times and put it down and then pick it up and do it 10 times and put it down. But that's not what happens here. This is people just going on and on and on until they're completely battered, (laughs) which is exhausting and also makes me feel tired just reading about it. Um, But that's what people want to hear. And it's so funny because it it is an aesthetic thing. So the more compliments a bodybuilder gets, the more motivated they are. Yeah, I was going to say, do you think it all started out as sort of... Because if you think about the term bodybuilding... If you go to the gym or if you aren't we all bodybuilders, whether it's for aesthetic reasons or to to keep fit, really, and and, and to stay healthy, we're building up our bodies. And I suppose then that there comes a uh, sort of people go off on on a separate tangent and then it becomes for like, you know, aesthetic reasons. Yeah, I think so. But I think that the term bodybuilding within like a cultural pop culture context is this subculture of people who are doing it for a specific reason. So a lot of people work out. Of course, a lot of people lift weights every every week in the gym, but it's very few who are doing it to this extreme for a really aesthetic reaction. Yeah, um, the, aesthetic those effect. are the bodybuilders. Yeah, those are the bodybuilders. And they crave that thing of saying, oh, they're definitely on steroids because even though I did read the one reason, one of the reasons that bodybuilding is not an Olympic sport is because it's just everyone takes steroids. <laughs> you can't put it into the Olympics because everyone's on steroids. And, of course, you're not allowed to be on steroids for Olympic sports. Can you bodybuild without steroids? You know, just you having can. protein you can. and creatine yeah. and... Yeah. Of course you can. And I think today there's a lot of technology, well, not technology, but, you know, I mean, innovations in terms of diet and yeah. supplement that would definitely support that. But at the end of the day, I think anabolic because steroids are still... It, it sounds like it's a lot of, it's it's a huge sort of commitment and discipline of, you know, diet and, 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 and the mind, really. Because if you have to just train certain body parts, which sounds really difficult, you know, if I've just wanted to sculpt my shoulders and just my triceps, that's so, I don't know. When you exercise, it seems like a whole body thing. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's very, very fascinating. And it's exhausting. Like, I've read all these blogs from people saying, you know, the thing that's interesting about it is that... You are bodybuilding your mind. Yeah, it it is. It's like a resilience thing, and you get very focused on it. And also, um, that they, they consider it to be an art. So it's like, it's an art form to prepare your body to look a certain way. And we have to be fair to a bodybuilder. If we look at any other aspect of modern pop culture, what women, a lot of women do, like liposuction, Botox, facial, all the stuff that people do to change their appearance, to look a very specific way, um, it's just, again, it's like that, right? It's just um, it's just shaping and, and editing your appearance. You know, it's very interesting, but this is just to an extreme, extreme way. 
Um, but what was very interesting is that um, when I was reading about it, that it was that large ascetic muscles, because when you look at images of bodybuilders, it's huge muscles. I mean, it's mind-blowing. Um, but it's not often functional. You cannot move the way you would usually move. Um, so it doesn't matter how good you look um, as a bodybuilder, your body is not necessarily balanced in the way it should be. So most people... Um, who are really bodybuilders, you're not going to find them being able to like go for a run very easily or swim very comfortably, for example. It's the just kind of too physical much like, muscles. Yeah, there's too much muscle. So it's also very interesting. It's not, you can do so, I mean, obviously today there is the rise of people not, um, of moving away from things like steroids, but you're also having to change the way that you're, you're, you're kind of existing in your body as well if you're putting that focus not on function, but really on um, aesthetics. So I find this very, very interesting um, as well. So yeah, it's been, it's been, it's quite an interesting thing. But it's, it's really the superhuman self-discipline, intense training, and kind of genetic good fortune that can do it. Um, but it, and just for somebody who doesn't look like that, you know, to be sitting there and tell you that you, you didn't win or you're not the winner of a competition, you know, it's a lot of prep for something, you know what I mean? Mm. Um, and it, the standards are getting very, very high for people. Um, like a lot of people have said that if Arnold Schwarzenegger was to compete today in some of the biggest competitions and the sports premier title for bodybuilding, you want to be Mr. Olympia, by the way, that's the that's the big one, okay? That's the, that's the big one. You want to be Mr. Olympia. But a lot of people have said Arnold wouldn't have won today. He wouldn't even be, like, wouldn't even be close because the standards have just been pushed higher and higher and higher and higher. What? Yeah. But he, I mean, I, I, when, I, when I Googled bodybuilder and I, you know, put the picture up on my Facebook page for it, it was Arnold's face in the Wikipedia page. So I, I use that picture. He, I thought he was like the face of bodybuilding. But I suppose well, times have he evolved. <laughs> he was kind of the original. Well, there's a couple of them, but he was probably the most noteworthy original one that we all sort of knew about. And the funny thing is he obviously doesn't look like that today. You know, um, you can't. <laughs> you it's, can't. Very, it's unsustainable yeah. for the rest of life. And I did, did do some research as well to find out there was some, because there's been quite a lot of health issues associated with bodybuilding. One very, very famous bodybuilder um, was actually known for having such low body fat, incredibly low body fat, considering how much muscle he had, that he um, he actually died prematurely. He died very young, and oh, that was no. one of the contributing factors. He just didn't have enough fat on his body, and our bodies need a little bit of fat. <laughs> a little <laughs> bit of fat is good for lots of different things. Yeah, it's um, so important. Yeah. So it's very interesting. I want to know, like, what are they looking for when they look at these these bodies, right? So some of the things they're saying, like I sort of mentioned, like symmetry, conditioning, but they judges say that in general, the ideal body should taper from a wide back to a very narrow waist. And in theory, no part should be disproportionately large or small. So skin, um, so you shouldn't have like huge, huge, huge arms that have nothing on your legs and your legs are just kind of standard legs. They're not muscular legs. Like it should try and be all over. And they say sh skin should look like it's almost shrink-wrapped over muscles. So they are really, really well-defined shrink-wrapped. Yeah. It's a very good image, actually. It is, because when you look at their thighs, you can sort of see, oh gosh, I can even list out all the individual muscles, but you can see the different, you know, chunks of muscles, like maybe three or four of them on, on the thighs. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and what's interesting is that back in the day, um, the kind of bodybuilding 
competitions weren't about the like who is the most massive they were a little bit more nuanced but ever since this kind of like enormous bodybuilders the mass monsters in the 1990s um size often trumps the aesthetics so a lot of people the judges say well it's like going to the zoo people want to see lions and tigers not cats and dogs so they kind of sort of said like um the biggest bodies now tend to win no matter how grotesque they appear um and that's also because there's an there's a lot more access to things like growth hormones oils steroids all these things so it's like it's all about just being bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger so it's kind of fascinating in, in so many ways. Um, but yeah, so what happens? Like, how do you actually build a muscle to that degree? Well, each muscle contains thousands of individual fibers and the body grows and maintains them using amino acids that come from protein in our food. Now, um, stressing a muscle such as lifting heavy weights prompts the body to beef up that muscle by adding more of what we call sarcomeres, which are like like little bricks in a wall within each fiber in the muscle. So it's like adding rings to a tree trunk. And with each additional ring, the fibers, therefore the muscles, get bigger. Now, this is when new blood vessels grow around the fibers to ferry fuel to these muscles. So I often think to myself when I look at a picture of a bodybuilder and you've got like a huge, big, gnarly vein in an arm. I'm like, was it always there? Has it been pushed up? A lot of them have grown. They've grown to bring more blood vessels, need to bring more oxygen and food to all these muscles that are growing, which I find quite fascinating. Um, Chris, at, I mean, w- when you look around, are there many bodybuilders here in Hong Kong? Is it a big body uh, building culture here? I think there is. I uh, think it's just one of those things that, like, just by definition, people who are so into it that it really is their passion and the thing that they do, they're in the gym all the time, so we don't see them. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, mean also, around, I don't think I see a lot of bodybuilders. Well, but, but, but I yeah, mean, but, as I just said, like, if you're really at the top of your game, you're probably not finding it particularly easy to walk down the street are you or go for a run or have a swim at the local pool so it might be that we're just not seeing these bodies because these bodies are functioning in different spaces than the ones that the rest of us are in because people are really um you know that's where they are they're in the they're in the gym so typically how many hours do they train oh it's hours and hours i mean it's it's as a minimum you need to be lifting weights for seven hours a week that's not being in the gym for seven hours that's physically having a weight in your hand for seven hours out of your week Whoa. i mean that's that's, that's incredible, incredible you know yeah. um but it has it does have a long-term effect on people on their um, joints you know, maybe on your joints and also on your on your hormone production so they've also found like for women it's very common for female bodybuilders to um get quite out of whack with their 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 horm- like obviously it's a very extreme end of things um, it can affect fertility and stuff like that. But that's um, sort of like the more extreme. But regular lifting weights is good for the body. It's good oh, yes, for mental course. health. Yes, and- we're talking about this is extremes. Of course, yeah. it is extremely valuable, especially for women, to do some weight resistance and body weight yes, and weight yes. exercises. It's good. We have an osteoporosis epidemic in the world at the moment. It's incredibly important for us to keep our bones strong. So no, 100% with you there. This is the extreme, extreme end of things, right? This is, um, and also, of course, when you're also thinking about things like people taking any sort of um, anabolic steroids or other performance enhancing drugs 
that can also uh, create a bit of a problem. Um, so yeah, so it's a quite it's quite an interesting. It's just such a fascinating subculture. I found it very very interesting um, looking into it a little bit more. But um, but yeah, so why do people do it? And it's um, apparently the money isn't that great <laughs> if you win, but people just love the competition. It's that sense of achievement and accomplishment. And you, I mean, that makes sense in a weird way. I'm, I'm not going to become a bodybuilder anytime soon, but I can understand um, that feeling and also how people maybe just like to be really, really big. Maybe it's very interesting to be very, very big. Um, I have one quote I can finish on today. Yes, please go for it. From Serge Nubret, who was a bodybuilder, he said, a bodybuilder is a sculptor who carries with him his own material. <laughs> All the muscles on him. Well, Cruz, thank you so much for sharing. Very interesting. Please go down more rabbit holes and share your (laughs) findings uh, with our listeners. Thank you very much indeed for your time today. Until next week. Bye-bye. Bye. And a quick look at the weather forecast, mainly fine.